Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies. Sponsored by Anchor FM. Take it away, fellas. Welcome to the Tuesday night edition of the Sideline Junkies. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. Sitting on the mothership with the leader, the man, BJ. What's going on, everybody? We're going to turn it over to BJ. Got something special to say. Um, I wish I could categorize it as special. It's actually kind of heartbreaking. Um, anybody that listens to the show knows that um, I'm a lifelong Buffalo Bills fan. Um, been that way since around 89, 90-ish when I first started watching football. Um, we lost – a super fan today. We lost a big part of Bill's Mafia. Poncho Bill passed away today from cancer. He's been battling for a while at the age of 39. Um, my heart goes out to his family and friends. And um, it's way bigger than the game of football, you know, when somebody like that passes away. Because you get to see, we, we got to see over the last couple of years, and especially the last year when when uh, we found out he had cancer, you know, just his interviews and his passion for the Bills and life in general. And, you, you know, you saw that through all his interviews and um, just just the way he carried himself. He just recently had a... Um, a, a visit in the hospital from Ed Oliver, the, the Bills' first round pick. So you know, and it, you know, every time you saw him, a picture of him over the last month, it was always a smile. He always, you know, always had his gear on, and and it's just really, you know, once again, f cancer. It's, it's just really a really sad day, and, and it, with Bills Mafia, um, I've been seeing the tributes to him on on. All platforms, but you know the official Buffalo Bills page uh, has recognized them. Um, I think when you get to that that point of fandom, that's like almost being on the field, almost being a player, because the whole organization recognizes you. Just like uh, Chief Z, right? Uh, KG. That's right. The whole organization, you're like almost one of the guys. So, um, and that's not the reason he did. He did it because he loved the Bills. He loved rooting for them. And, you know, if you've been a Bills fan, it hasn't been too much to root for over the last 20 years. So, rest in peace, my friend. You fought the good fight. And we will definitely, definitely not forget you. And from Redskin Nation to the Bills Mafia, our condolences. Uh, stay strong to all of you, all especially you, BJ, because I know being a big Bills fan, that's a big blow to the family. Hey, man, you you know is 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 it goes beyond football when you have Patriots, Jets fans, Dolphins fans, you know, fans of the team you hate sending their condolences. It's bigger. It's bigger than football. You know, it's. It's uh, like I said, it's about enjoying your life and and living your life to the fullest. And and, and Poncho did that. He 
he he just he just embodied the Bills Mafia spirit. Well, we're going to try to pick up the spirits a little bit. Uh, we got Junie riding with us. What's happening, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I can't say no jokes, man. I came on it. And uh, I hear y'all paying respects. I don't know exactly who that was too, so I can't make no jokes right now. So, uh, what, what well, was just, that yeah, just just to fill you in, B. Uh, you know how every team has their super fan, and the super fan for Buffalo, Poncho Billa, uh, passed away today fighting pan- uh, pancreatic cancer. Died. Uh, he was thirty nine years old. Oh my God! Sorry to hear that. So it's all it's if you if you all you gotta do is type in Bills Mafia on uh, Instagram, and it you know his 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 likeness will pop up. But uh, you know, just uh. It's just crazy, man. This cancer is really something else. Yeah, tell me. But KG, what we got in store? Let's let's try to pick it up and get back upbeat. And um, I know we have something to talk about NFL. It's something kind of controversial. I know. Um, I don't know where you got this NFL quarterback pyramid <laughs> from, but you need to send, you need to send it right back. To wherever you got it from. Well, I, I, I stumbled across it on the interwebs. Uh, if you're not familiar with the page, it's a Facebook page called Black Adam Schefter. And I stumbled across the NFL quarterback pyramid. It's every starting quarterback in the league uh, in four different tiers. You have elite is the top tier, franchise, replaceable, and too early to tell. Now, I, me, myself, I said – it's ninety five percent accurate, yeah. but let's <laughs> uh, see here. Okay, let's let's just start because there's only six names in the elite. So let's start with the six names that are in the elite. You got Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees, Andrew Luck, Tom Brady, and Russell Wilson. I don't agree with Andrew Luck being elite. He hasn't won anything. I'll agree with that. Um, I don't agree right now with. Patrick Mahomes, I think he belongs in tier. He's a franchise, but I mean, he—that's his. His was his first season. Uh, yeah, that was his first season, yeah. first full time season, I, full season to start. I can't, I can't give him an elite with and now going into this next season, not having Tyreek Hill and uh, what's the running back name? Uh, Kareem. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna see. We're going to see if you make the the players around you better for, 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 so for me and that tier one elite Patrick Mahomes and Angela, I got to bump them down to the tier two, which is franchise. I believe Mahomes is a franchise quarterback and I think he will be an elite, but I just think it's too early to put him with Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. And I think Russell Wilson can stay up there because Russell won the Super Bowl. So, but hey. Russell Wilson is also, very consistent. I'll say that. Hey, hey, absolutely. Hey, BJ and uh, KG, uh, I think I'm a little slow on this, a little uh, late, but what you just say about Tyreek Hill? You know, Tyreek Hill um, ha- having his issues off the field, he's pending. I don't know if they already hit him with it, but he's a, he's pending suspension. Okay, okay, uh, okay, okay. It's still pending, yeah. probably. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 right. When you talk, I thought it went already through. Okay, I got the you. Cheap, the Chiefs are probably hoping it goes away, but you know how how that is. Um, that because 
because he's he's a he's a, a on the field he's a threat, and I think for Kareem Hunt and the way NFL running backs go, they're disposable. He was a good back in their system, but I think they you know they felt like they could go to uh, Sharkandrick West and pick up the same. But the cheetah Tyreek Hill lining up a receiver that's a whole different ball. That's that's something different. So. They're probably hoping that they can slap him on the wrist with four games and get him back, but we'll see about that. In due time. So, but but let let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, you said you do you agree with tier one on this list, KG? Uh, no, I agree with what you said about Mahomes and, and Luck. I agree with that. Okay. What about you, B? Uh I agree with you, what you say, because he only had one, really one start in the season. So it's it's kind of too early to place him in anything yet. Like you said, he's a franchise, but that's about it right now. He's a very good player. And maybe one day he will move up that ladder. But right now, it is too early. Yeah, I mean, he he lost. I mean, I, I'm not going to say he lost because it was a team effort and the whole team lost that game, that AFC championship game against Tom Brady and the Patriots. So, whole nother show, though. But um, let's, let's scoot down. Let's scoot down because we, we're not going to spend a whole bunch of time on this. Let's scoot down to the Tier 2 franchise quarterbacks. And I hope everybody has the list in front of them. I won't reel off um, all the names in the list. But looking at this, I think that Baker Mayfield – I, I believe he's a franchise quarterback, but I think it's too early to put him in the tier two. He, I, he, it's the same thing with Mahomes. It's the first season. Um, I'm taking Dak Prescott off this list. I'm taking Carson Wentz off this list. Okay, and, and I'm and I'm borderline with Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan is a franchise type quarterback. He's been consistent with his numbers. He just has problem winning. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I try to be fair. I, I'm not a Matt Ryan fan, but I don't think he belongs in the replaceable tier. So I'll give him the France. He just not. He just can't win the big game. And and if Mahomes doesn't win the big game, he's going to stay in the tier two. So you keeping Dak, Dak Prescott in that tier? No, no, no. Dak, I, Dak Prescott was one of the first names. Dak, I said Dak got to go. Oh, I, I didn't. He say that. Okay, okay. I, I missed that because I put Dak in three. And Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy G from San Francisco. Uh, once again, it's. I think it's too early to tell until you can give me a full season. Mahomes gave me a full season. Baker gave me a full season, and they're not even in that. You know, they. I'm dropping them down. But you can't. I got to get a full season from you. Hey, I got to get a full. Excuse season. me. Dak Prescott hasn't shown me anything, so. He's below Patrick Mahomes to me, or on the same level. He ain't no better nah. than Patrick Mahomes. Below. You was right. Below. Right. So but I'm I'm sure. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to say that uh who who's I looking at? Uh Dak Prescott's replaceable. He, he's replaceable. Jimmy G is too early to tell. Uh Baker Mayfield, only reason why he's in the franchise category, look, it's Cleveland. I mean, who who has Cleveland had as a franchise quarterback before him? Yeah, but uh, Bernie Kosar. Yeah, yeah, but but the thing is, like, the, we got one season. Of course, he got Odell Beckham to throw to this coming season. But yeah. it's still, he only gave you one season of work, and it wasn't and, a full season. 
And and my thing is, my I told y'all my standards are high. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is in tier two. I, I could make an argument Ben belongs in the, the tier one. Ben's in the twilight of his career, leaving where he at in franchise. But but my thing is, what did he do his rookie season? Yeah, that we talking right now, this very moment. I understand that. Okay, he's, but not, then, he's not elite right now. His numbers have been declining. Hey, Kevin, what you been smoking? Here, here, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. One Ben has been consistent. One Ben is Ben has uh, what does Ben have? Two Super Bowls. Yes, Ben has two Super Bowls, and Ben any they 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 I'm getting tongue twisted because it's it's laughable to me. Any receiver they put on that team, Ben has bolstered them up. They lose. They they lost their franchise receiver a couple of times, or to go to Mike Wallace, Antonio Holmes, um, recently Antonio Brown. I'm trying to remember the other boy name. I is is I can see his face. Juju. Ju. Well, no, nah, they they haven't lost Juju. They have. Oh. I'm talking about the receivers they've lost, and Ben's production hasn't dropped. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So that for me, you know what? I'm putting Ben in tier one. Okay, I'm putting Ben Ben in tier one. I mean, I, I for him to be talked about in the same sentence with Matt Ryan is laughable. Oh, and and, and Matthew Stafford and, and Baker Mayfield. I know, you know, a lot of people and one of our junkies, Jim, don't like Ben, but you gotta get Ben his due and his respect because is they're gonna put Juju on the field next year, and I guarantee you. You're going to find an, uh, you're going to find out another still a receiver's name. Like man, who is that? It's not a it's not it's not by accident that the same person is throwing the ball. Mm. So, been, hey, this, been in tier one. This guy BJ man, the sideline junkers. He he need to be on here more often because he really knows what he's talking about. Coming from a Pittsburgh fan. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, like I said, Carson Wentz. To me, he's he's replaceable. He proved he re- he's replaceable. His replacement came in and won the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, and he hasn't proved he can win since. I mean, he had his chance this year, so he was hurt. He broke his oh, back man. this year. Oh my goodness! He stayed hurt. He stayed hurt. KG. I, I think we got a quarter tank of gas in the Winnebago. I can bring it down there. The violin is in the back. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, man. Uh, I mean, the rest of these names on the list, I think, you know, like I said, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Cam, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford. I, I, he's a he's a he's a franchise QB. I just think he hasn't had the the, the team to put up anything. I agree with that. But Ben Roethlisberger, I'm moving up to elite. Baker, I he's in limbo because I'm not sure about Baker. Jimmy G has to come off this list. Dak, I think he goes to tier three. He's replaceable um, because if you put – here's the thing. You can't take a, somebody off their team and put – if you're in this franchise group, to me, you, you can't be taken off your team and I can put Patrick Mahomes in there, and they go to the championship game. 
You understand what I'm saying? Yep. I can't. You can't. You can't be a franchise quarterback if I can replace you. You can't replace Philip Rivers. You can't replace what Matt Ryan does in 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 Atlanta. You can't replace what Cam Newton does. You you almost can't replace what Deshaun Watson does. I give him that. The rest of these guys, you can replace them. You could put one of the elites or one of the other franchise quarterbacks in this list on start on that squad and you'll get better results. So Hey y'all, where is Drew Brees on the list? Because I feel like he can't be replaced either. He's elite. he's in the tier one. He's in the tier one elite guys. Okay. Right great, where he belongs. Great. Yes. Yeah. Great. He, great. Yeah. So and then we go to the the tier three, the replaceable guys. I don't think Kirk Cousins deserved it. I I don't think he gets enough respect. I don't think he deserves to be. He's not replaceable. You go look at his stats, especially his stats here with Washington, where he didn't have very many weapons. Still yeah. threw for four thousand yards two years back to back. Yeah, I don't understand how you expect a guy to just pop in and they, you know, go to the Super Bowl or NFC Championship game. Like I would have been surprised if they made the NFC Championship game because you, even though he's, a, I think he's a really good quarterback. I think he is part of the, you know, I think he's like sitting on tier two. He could be tier one depending on how his career go. You, you just can't put somebody. In. It's just like you starting a new job tomorrow and they want the production out of you of somebody that's been there for ten years. It's not going to happen. You have to learn your environment. You have to learn how Adam Thielen wants the ball, how fast Stephon Diggs is. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. So, on that note, where do y'all put Kirk Cousins? Would y'all leave him where he's at, or would y'all bump him up or bump him down? What would y'all do? Nah, I, I got to bump him up. I'm bumping him up, I too. Have, I, Franchise. I have to. I have to for him to be – like, you, you, you're talking about Kirk Cousins. Let me, let me reel off some of the other names on this list. Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. I don't know why Nick Foles is in the tier three. Exactly. Eli Manning, Trubisky, Derek Carr, Andy Dalton, and Flacco. You think Kirk Cousins deserves to be in that list? Mitchell Trubisky shouldn't be on this list either. Jameis Winston shouldn't be on the list to me. (sighs) He sucked last year. But this is the replaceable list. He can be replaced. Okay, right, right, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm bumping Kirk Cousins up the franchise. I agree. I I just can't put him with these other names. It, I, it's just I agree, but I'm bumping Trubisky up with him. Uh, I mean, it's not like I said I'm bumping the Eli up to a franchise. Come on, man. <laughs> I think I think for me, Trubisky is still too early in the jail. Okay, I I, I, I can live with that too. I I need to see more out of him. And then, of course, the tier four, too early to tell. All your rookies from last year. And Dwayne Haskins is on this list. Presuming Dwayne Haskins and Calamari, presuming they start for their respective teams. Um, I, I agree with Lamar Jackson, uh, Josh Allen, Sam Donald, Josh uh, Rosen. That it's, it's, too, it's just too early to tell. You saw what Lamar could do a little bit. Sam Donald showed his his flash, his arm. Josh Allen has, and then Josh Rosen. I think he's garbage. So, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm happy he's in Miami. You get to see Ed Oliver hit him around a couple of times. So he'll quit and take his ball home. <laughs> oh Lord, we shall see. Oh man, hey, let's jump out of here real quick, fellas. Take a break. 
come on back and we got some NBA to cover. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what about this draft lottery. I don't, I don't know what time it come on. <laughs> it's already over, brother. Who, who first? Oh, we'll, we'll tell you that when we come back. All right. Yeah, let's, all right, all right we, going on break, y'all. Stay tuned. See? And we are back to talk some NBA. I got myself, BJ, KG, and we got uh, Junie will be jumping back in shortly well, while we're waiting for him. Jump right back in it. And, man, I don't know where to start for. I, I guess we get the BS <laughs> with this NBA draft lottery because, of course, the, the Wizards are our ninth. Um, which is a uh, garbage to say the least. Eh, maybe, maybe not. It depends on who's calling. I mean, I mean, you don't have Ernie in charge anymore, so Ernie's not going to pick a seven foot two small forward from Lithuania. That's never going to come over and play. Yeah, I, I, I guess you know what. I'm so, I'm so kind of tuned to. Those wizards, so I have to, to get that in my hand. That Ernie's not in charge no more, and we might actually have a shot of picking something. We actually hoping the wizards could grab top four. I really was hoping that, but then I see the BS names that pop in the top four. Agreed. And the Lakers are one of those names. So, in case you missed the uh, draft order, the Pelicans are going to get the number one pick, and the Pelicans already have their own drama with Anthony Davis. And now we pretty much know Zion's going to be the number one pick. Will Zion be enough to convince Anthony Davis to stay with the Pelicans? We shall find out. The Grizzlies, number two, um, John Morant, Looks like the perfect fit there. You still got RJ Bird and the Knicks come in number three and the Lakers four. So the way the mock drafts are going now is uh, Zion, it's John Morant, RJ Bird, and then um, Jerome, uh, the boy from Virginia. I'm, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The boy from Villano- Villanova, the guard wow. from Villanova, and so... then the boy from Virginia going fifth. So. Maybe you just joined yeah. the Pelicans got the number one pick. The Grizzlies the Grizzlies got the number two. So what pick, was it? Knicks number three and the Lakers four. Man. The Wizards are nice. Hey, you know what? I think everybody on social media said the That's same nice. thing when they announced the top four. Before they even had an order, everybody was pissed. Because I know I was pissed that the Knicks didn't get number one. How is it that the Knicks, the Suns, the Cavaliers, the Bulls have the top four chances of getting the number one pick, but only the Knicks make the top three. I mean, the top four. Come on, now that don't seem right to me. You, you know what, man? I think it's and they 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 says actually happened because it had a couple of number one picks. Actually, hold it. Four, three or four number one picks since LeBron? 
Because, <laughs> yeah, they picked uh, uh, Kyrie was one. Anthony Bennett picked, was one. And then they picked um, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. That's his name. Now, he, he was number one? Yep. So, and I, 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 I've said it a number of times on this podcast throughout the NBA. See, I felt like Kevin Love was shut down and it was, they could they convened. So, but uh, to round out the rest of it, the, the Cavaliers are picking fifth, the Suns sixth, the Chicago Bulls are seventh, the Atlanta Hawks eighth, our Washington Wizards are number nine. The, the uh, Atlanta Hawks have to also have the tenth pick, so they have the eighth and the tenth pick. Uh, the Timberwolves are eleventh, the Charlotte Hornets twelfth, Miami Heat thirteenth, and Boston rounds out at fourteen. So those are your lottery teams. Um, let me before I pass it off to you guys and y'all can give me y'all opinions on, you know, the lottery. I did not like the broadcast tonight. I really thought that um, they didn't give Zion any type of space. Anytime they had a chance to mention his name or put him on blast. It's just like one, I didn't understand why the, the players were there. It's just the it's just a lottery. It should have been if you wanted some fans there, fine. But Zion, RJ Barrett, all them guys did not be need to be there. It's not like they were picking tonight. So I did not like that. I did not I don't know who was the lady uh, at the uh doing the broadcast for uh the great ESPN Rachel KG. What's her name? Yeah, I, I did. I she just every time she got a chance, and they 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 switched the audio so that the audience could hear the broadcast. And it's just like give the kid a break. We yes, he's 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 great, and we think he's gonna be something special. But he's still a kid. Back off of him a little bit. That's I didn't like that. Every time she had to say that man's name twenty times or more. It, it it was for me. It was just it was a little bit overkill on Zion. So, KG, Junie, what y'all think about how the teams ended up, and you know what are y'all looking forward to far as the draft coming? Well, it all makes sense now. When I was on social media, this is before I knew about the draft uh, lottery tonight. Somebody was saying that okay, now Anthony Davis ain't going nowhere. So they pretty much play the same position, don't they? Well, I think Zion is a little bit more flexible. I know Davis is a center power forward. I think you could end up Zion could be kind of like LeBron. He could probably play one through four, depending on what who you're playing and what you need him to do. He's shown that Duke he could bring the ball up. He he I, got he got handles. I wish they can do this lottery all over. I don't like this lottery at all. You ain't the only one, B. I, the P- I, I'm just – I don't like it. I don't either. I don't like the way it turned out. I don't like I, – what you so, said, BJ. I don't. KG. I didn't like that they kept turning to Zion. But, I mean, and I, what I initially I, what I texted you, I thought they were just going to interview him and then and that's it. But when he opened his mouth to speak, I realize it's no reason not to like this kid 
because he worked on his game. But he, when he opened his mouth to speak, he is very intelligent. And I, I love seeing that. That's one thing. I been, I been, we've been, yeah, we've been going back and forth. I, but you know, it's only he announced his defense is what made me love his play. But hearing him, and I'm talk, glad you turned him. He doesn't talk like he's 18. So you know that's that's really good. But the simple fact that the Pelicans got the number one pick, ah man, I'm not feeling that because this is like when LeBron left Cleveland. Cleveland mysteriously got the number one pick to get Kyrie. And uh, granted, Cleveland has blown the number one pick. You know, they had Andrew Wiggins, bum. Uh, Anthony Bennett, bum. You had LeBron who left, Kyrie who left, and Brad Doherty. Those are number one picks, number one, number one picks. And out of all those guys, you know, LeBron was your franchise player, Kyrie was your franchise player, and you let both of them get away. So you never built the franchise around it. And you're trying to – if you draft Zion, are you – is he going to be the replacement for Anthony Davis who's going to leave anyway? Or what? Yeah. And then – Man. Uh, hopefully – See, but the, but that's the thing. We don't we don't know. They they don't know. They They still don't know if getting the number one pick is going to make – Anthony Davis want to stay. They don't know that. So you can yeah, potentially that's where you still be. see New York getting Anthony Davis. Yeah, I mean, and if if he gets Anthony Davis and then Kyrie and KD go over there, uh, you have, <laughs> you have, you know, once again, a team leapfrogging the Wizards to be, to be a top five, top four team in the East. Yeah. Because the bomb is about to go off in Boston. Because, yeah, Terry Rozier made it clear. He ain't say no names, but we all know. Um, I don't know when that – I forgot exactly when that interview hit uh, with Kyrie. After Kyrie did that interview, that whole team went south. That whole team went south. And, and he ain't say Kyrie names. Hey, man, it's going to be a lot of trees going on, man. I can see it already because uh, Pelicans know, also got a guy named Randall that used to play in L.A. He's a big man. He just he oh yeah, basically shaped like uh Zion. So I, I'm really powered. I'm I'm pacing back and forth over this. Hey man, Zion is six seven two eighty four, and he moves like, I mean, he's just when LeBron came out, we ain't never seen nothing like it. He had a grown man's body flying up and down the court. And you see this with Zion. And the thing is, what's right. so scary, his game is completely different from LeBron's. He still got he got, he still got some growing to do. Some, of course, he has to learn the NBA game. I think he has a, a really good basketball IQ now, you know, and he got to, to, to get some, some knowledge from Coach K and Duke. So he, you know, I, I, I think he's going to be really good at the next level. And I think that the comparisons are going to be made to LeBron because they're almost in the same situation. You know, LeBron came straight from high school and, you know, Zion had one college. But coming out, LeBron was unstoppable. Insane. And this Zion. And like yes. a freight train. 
like a freight well, train journey. So, so you know, I can't, I can't wait to see. They say he he plays small forward and power forward, but I I you know if you got a creative coach that that can push some stuff around, mm. he could play. He'd be Scottie Pippen. Play, play I can I can dig that. Point. But look look at the number seven. My Bulls got the seven. Last year we had the seven pick. We picked Wendell Carter, who had a pretty good season until he had to go out because he was hurt. Uh, did you know the Bulls actually picked Joseph Nurkic in 2014? <laughs> of course, I believe they traded his rights away. Did they? But every time the Bulls pick seven, oh, they picked Kirk Heinrich in 2003 at seven. Uh, in 2000, they picked Chris Mim. I'm not going to stay because you remember them. You're making me feel old with these I'm names. not going to say that, you know, this number seven pick is the cornerstone, mm-hmm. but it's got to be a solid pick, somebody that's going to be able to contribute for the next 10 to 15 years. It can't be a flash in the pan. So hopefully my Bulls make a conscious effort. Hey, excuse me. Excuse me. I, I don't mean no harm, man, but your Bulls are some Bulls. You want to know why? We have the same problem that the Washington Wizards have. Seth, we got two of them. We got Gar Foreman, John Paxson. And, you know, John Paxson is a legend in Chicago for what he did in the 93 finals. Hey, AKG, to me, it seemed like your Bulls are trying to draft another Michael Jordan, right? And this is never going to happen. Okay. No. I'm, I'm, I'm looking. Now, did, did the Bulls draft Derrick Rose? Yes. One number the, one, number one. Did the Bulls draft Jabari Park? No, free agent signer. Okay, he just went to the Bulls and they they let him go. Bulls yep. let everybody go. I don't understand the Bulls, man. What are they doing? When things don't work out the way that they want, and at that time, Fred Hoiberg, and then when Jim Boylan took over, man, they didn't. You didn't fit in. That was it. You was gone. Uh, a lot of guys just didn't get chances, and then. You got to think about the guys that they did draft. Think about this. In 2006, the Bulls drafted LaMarcus Ulrich at number two. Okay? They traded him for Tyrus Thomas. And look where that went. Exactly. LaMarcus Ulrich is a future Hall of Famer, dare I say it. You don't think LaMarcus Ulrich is a future? I'm not saying first ballot, but I mean, you don't think he's a future Hall of Famer? The Marcus Aldridge is a, he's baller, man. He, he's an awesome stats. guy. Really, I like him all. You know, I think he learned from the best. Um, but the other guy you named, where is he at? Tyrus Thomas is out of the league. But not only that, you know, you had Derrick Rose. Of course, you had the injuries, but you gave up on him too soon. Taj Gibson gave up on him too soon. Uh, Jimmy Butler. See, see, I can't, I can't. For for we we're going through it here in Washington, where you let things go on too long. You have to sometimes you're going to make a decision where you think, hey, it's it's not going to work based off what we've seen, based off what we know. We're gonna have we're gonna pull a plug, and I respect that because we've seen it here in Washington linger and just sit, and nothing's been done. Let's add a piece here. Oh, we're going to draft this year. It doesn't, doesn't take away from the fact that 
you have other issues that you're not addressing. So I'll give the Bulls kudos on that, you know, but I think at certain times when certain things happen with the Derrick Rose situation, you have to move on. You can't keep waiting and committing that type of money to a player of what he was hoping he would come back. You know, you, you can't. You can't do that. This is like right now the situation with John Wall. It's a good question. Is he going to come back and be the John Wall we know before? You know, you owe him $38 million next year. Do you let him play? No, he, he'll probably be back sometime around All-Star break. He's not going to be ready for the season. 2020. And see, that's hurting the, see, that's hurting the Wizards because if I'm the Wizards, I'm hoping he can come back before All-Star break, give me a good month or two. Well, let's look for the Wizards him. to do something real stupid this year like they always do. Something stupid going to happen. You watch what I told you. Hey, 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 Junie, you know what? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, and that's and it's sad. That's my mindset. But, like, like KG just reminded me, Ernie Grunfeld's not there anymore. So, if they go get a really good GM, and I and I, I made suggestions, you know, if you go to, you know, one of the assistant GMs that's been handling the Warriors, the Portland Trailblazers, you know, one of the, the, the Spurs, you go tap one of these organizations – that have drafted well, that have put teams together well, that have stability, have a track record for doing the right things, doing their homework. If you go get one of these guys, then the ninth pick isn't so bad. But you have to find somebody that can put things together. We talk about that all the time. When when the Wizards and were healthy, were poor, we were comparing them to Portland last year. And, and, and something I say on the show all the time, People are so ready to give their favorite player a five-star all-star. And and people are not on the same levels. Dame Lillard, he's for me, he's a five, uh, he's a four-star player. He's not in Kevin Durant's league, but he's right below that. CJ McCollum, before that yeah. game seven, he was a three-star yes, he player. He yes, earned he a star. That's when you earn your stars and stripes. He he earned that star. Cause we talked about Dame Lillard and C.J. McCollum comparing them to the backcourt backcourt here in Washington, John Wall and Bradley Beal. Okay, John, for me, he's a three and a half, four star guard. Beal is a three star guard. He has a way to go. He has a way to go. And so, hey, hey, B.J. KG, let 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 me ask you this. Let's name some say, of the Wizards players right now, and y'all let me know. Would you keep him or let him go? Bobby I let the whole Porter. team go. <laughs> you don't like Bobby Portis? No, absolutely not. You can't let the whole team. Uh, yes, I, I did like Bobby Portis. I, I did like Jabari Parker. Um, I'm on a fence with Bill. I think if you can get I don't Good know. I'm against that, man. Bill showed his butt this year, man. Without Wall, to me. He, he didn't look good to you without Wall? Showed his butt when? I say get rid of Jones, Wall. Listen to me. I, let me. Let me give you this. Let me give you this analogy. They gave Bradley Bill the keys to a Ferrari. And he only did 45 miles an hour. 
okay? If he he, he get, give me a game he had over 35 points. How many games? I want you to go you not now. I want you to go look how many games cuz he was the main scorer. How many games he had over 35 points? How many games he had over 40 points? Then you go look at James Harden. You go look at Dame Lillard. You go look at these guys, and you tell me how many games they had over 35 points, how many games they had over 40 points. I think Bill is a good player, but I still think he for he has to learn how to dominate a game. Well, since you since you just named the guys you just named, I, I, I understand where you're coming from I think there. he – But that, but that's what I'm saying. B. He has the just like Harden has the keys, and Harden lights you up if, they, if he need to. Harden to drop 45 on you, quick. You can't say the thing, same thing about Bradley Bill. I can't tell you Bradley Bill's gonna drop 45 because he's not. And if he do drop 32, 35, it's gonna be off of 38 shots. That's not efficient. How many times he – you go look at the box scores, how many times he scored 22 points. And you look at the rest of the box score, we're like, who else scored? If Bradley Bill ain't scoring, he's the number one option. Now, to give him the benefit of the doubt, and we need to be talking about current NBA. This, I, I'm going to say this on the Wizards and we're gone. To give him the benefit of the doubt, he's been pushed as John's sidekick since he's got there. And I think that's the way he's mentally prepared. But going into this season, he's not going to have John. And they're going to ask more out of him. Now, we're going to see if he's going to earn his his fourth star and become, get on that level where Dame Lillard could put 40-50 on you in a game. Right now, he's not there. So he has some work to do. So I... And since she brought up the East Finals, let's talk about about Kawhi Leonard and that shot the other night that hit the rim. Not once, not twice, not three times, four times before dropping in and sending the Sixers home. Hey, if you are an NBA fan, a basketball fan, you can't be what we've seen, the Game 7, Portland-Denver, the Rocket series, even though that was disappointing, just just that 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 brand of basketball, the Game Seven Toronto, you can't ask for more. You can't ask for more. And Kawhi has made the case to be like when you talk about the best player in the league, everybody talks about Kevin Durant, LeBron James, but Kawhi is making his case. Kawhi is making his case because. If Kawhi, I don't even know if anybody else scored. Hey, hey, hey man, let me tell y'all the something. The last couple of minutes for Toronto. All year, I was questioning myself about Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, whether or not I agree. And I'm trying to figure out what was the so much of the fight they was putting up at the beginning to get him in Toronto. But it took all season for me to see what he have and what he's done. And he looked so good to me in these playoffs, man. It just it was just ridiculous. I'ma say this and be quick about it. 43 minutes, 41 points. That's all that needs to be said. And anybody that's clowning Joel and B for ugly crying on TV, 
you must not know what it's like to lose a game seven when you gave your heart and soul. Exactly. And I, I respected him that he broke down and cried like that because that means he wants to win. He is there to win. That's what he plays for. I'm he's so not, glad that you say that. Man, he's not there to pick up no check, even though it's a nice size check he picks up, but he wants to win. That team is going to be dangerous next year because he's going to work this offseason. And, you, hey, watch out for him working with Hakeem. Hey, you know what, what really kind of, you know, caught my eye when I'm watching the Sixers down the stretch? And they had Jimmy, – J- Jimmy Buckets had to take over because it, it to me, I don't know why that ball wasn't going to Embiid's hands more. And it didn't seem like Ben Simmons really wanted it. And then I didn't know why they weren't running things for Tobias Harris. You have four. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me back up. Let me back up. You have two people on the court that can get buckets. And that's one Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy Butler, and people sleep on them. Tobias Harris can get you buckets. Okay. So. You got four guys on the floor. You know, we don't I ain't talking about Ben Simmons and his shooting. Now, I'm I, now, now that I'm thinking about it, if they got JJ Redick on the floor, you got to open, you got a, a damn near guaranteed three jump shot. So I, I just did I didn't understand their offensive game plan because as, as dominant as MB can be, why they weren't working that in kicking back out to J.J. Reddick, kicking back out to Tobias Harris, kicking back out to uh, a streaking Ben Simmons to the basket, Jimmy Butler. It was just – they. you have all these options on the court, and they get down to the court in the offensive end, and Jimmy just had to take hey, over. Excuse me, y'all. It uh, didn't seem like anybody I'm not, was I'm not putting ball. nothing down, nothing bad about that head coach, but if Phil Jackson or Larry Brown or Greg Popovich would head that team, they would have won, won that series. B, I, I, Junior, I got to agree with you because we we talk about it all the time. When you get to this point, did the regular season's checkers? This is chess now. You got to make you got to make moves accordingly. You got to set yes, plays accordingly. You got to really play on your strengths because because at this point, everybody knows what you do. There is no surprise. That's just like you playing somebody all year. Dallas playing Washington twice a year, and then meet them in. Oh. The division playoffs. You you you've played this team twice. There is no. You might have a, a trick play or two. There is no surprise. It's either you do or you don't. It's either I know what you're going to do and we're going to stop you, or we're not. That's this is just what it is. You know what Philadelphia is. You know what Toronto is. And let me say something. I really wanted to see. I was. I'm glad they won. But it would have been really good to see Kyle Lowry win the game for Toronto, just because of what he's been through the last couple of years and the donuts he's put up in the playoffs. I just thought it would have been nice and fitting for Kyle Lowry to hit a shot to send Toronto to the next series. But it didn't happen that way. It's just a fantasy of mine in my head. So, but go back to Philadelphia. You got all these options on the floor, and it just didn't seem like they could score. Right. Because you knew where the ball was going to Toronto. It was going to Kawhi well, Leonard. Tomorrow, 8.30, Raptors, Bucks, in Milwaukee. 
at the BMO Harris Center. I think that's what they still call it now. I mean, they, they could be going back to play in Demeca. I don't know. But <laughs> they're playing in Milwaukee tomorrow, 830. Uh, who's going to win this series and how many games, fellas? I think it'll go seven, and Milwaukee Bucks will take it. They got they're gonna have to watch some film, some video, and kind of like double cover. Uh, Leonard Coward's gonna have to go off and do his thing, but um, I'm taking Bucks in seven games. Man, it's uh, I think this is gonna be a really good series. I think if KD doesn't play in the Golden State-Portland series, I think that'll be a good series because KD is just having a cheat code. And I think – and people are sleeping on the Warriors because do they don't say. have KD. I know, I know we're supposed to be talking about the East, but don't – I know, I know. He's trying to avoid that question. Mind, That's what that is. I'm, I'm thinking about something. But, yeah, I, I'm pondering that question. But don't forget, and and I said it the last time we was on, I told you Houston had all the pressure on them, and they lost that game. But don't forget that this team that's assembled in, right now on the court for Golden State has won two championships without Kevin Durant. Now back to the East Finals, I'm going to go only because the Bucks don't have the experience. And this is Giannis' first dance. Kyrie, Ka- Kyrie. Kawhi's been there. I'm going to give the edge to Toronto in seven games. I'm going to give the edge to Toronto in seven games just because I think the monkey is off the back for Toronto. They they beat the big boy in Philadelphia. They beat the big bully in Philly. I think they got the monkey off their back a little bit. I think Kyle Lowry uh, relax a little bit and drop some buckets. He's he, he can't. They can't do what they did That's my against point. Philadelphia. Exactly. It can't just be the Kawhi show. He has to have help. He has to have help. Now, and, and I think you have two uncheckable people. It's nobody unless you're going to put Kawhi on him. And we know that's not going to happen. And we know we're not going to see Giannis on Kawhi too much because that's going to draw fouls. So with that being said, it's nobody on either team to stop one of those players. You have nobody on Toronto unless you're going to put Kawhi on Giannis to stop Giannis. And you have nobody on Milwaukee unless you could put Giannis on Kawhi that's going to stop Kawhi Leonard. So, Both of them got good big men. You got Lopez Toronto on one side. got Gasol on one side. It's going to be a really good matchup, man. Go ahead, KG. Hey, hey, I asked to know playoff experience. Yeah, he got he got he a vet. He got playoff experience. That's what I'm saying. He got he got experience. You got you talking about a two thousand one. This when the last time they been to the the East Finals. No, I'm sorry, two thousand four. So yeah, this team these these players. I think don't it was Milwaukee players. Don't just two thousand four. They do. They got a couple, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this: Milwaukee and five. So, Brooke Lopez. I mean, that's their starting center. They got George Hill, their backup point guard. George Hill, you know, he a vet. 
they got Miratic, you know, and Tony Schnell. Um, no, they their starting lineup is Bledsoe, uh, Brogdon, and Brogdon's Schubert, out. Uh, He's still out, Wilson, isn't he? Giannis and Brooke Lopez. Yes, sir. It says that third string center is Paul Gasol. Paul Gasol played for the Bucks. Yeah, I was right. Two thousand one. Okay, that was I the mean, last time they've been to the, uh, to, right the to the conference finals. That's your okay. No, and that was. That was that Ray was uh, jeez, uh, that wasn't Ray Allen because Ray Allen was gone was in two thousand one. He was in uh, Seattle by then. That was Michael Red and uh, yeah, uh, Sam Cassell, okay, Gary we, Payton, we, we, we I believe. They lost to the Sixers, but I'm I'm taking uh yeah, I'm the Bucks in five. Okay, five games. Bucks four one. The Greek freak. Five. I'm starting games. to. I, I showed you the picture, Junior. I got to send it to you too. I'm starting to wonder, uh, because the Greek freak and my oldest son look very much alike, and I'm starting to wonder is the Greek freak one of my kids? So, <laughs> 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 so but I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Giannis fan, so I got to, I got to pull for him. <laughs> one of my kids. <laughs> so, Bucks and five. Uh, yeah. Hey man. Uh, give me an accurate score. Right now, I'm looking on the computer. It says 62-48 Golden State in the third. Am I correct with that? No. I'm trying to get to uh, my scores. Hold on a second. 62-50, yeah. So, but, you know, I I think the Warriors, this is their game to win. The Trailblazers had that that exhausting game seven. Yeah. They had the four overtime game they had. I think they're tired. And if, if Golden State, is, is, you know, like, they're going to take advantage of that. So, this is their first Western Conference Finals for that group. They're probably super nervous. So, you got to give them – I'll give them a pass this game. But I, I think they'll come back and fight a little bit to make the score a little bit better. Okay. So, but don't I don't well, expect that. Before game. we get out of here – I'll just make an announcement. Sideline Junkies, we'll be doing fantasy football this year. If you're interested in joining, we're trying to get 20 teams total. So if you're interested in joining, you want information, uh, you can hit us on Instagram, DM, Twitter DM. Uh, you can hit uh, the email, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. And let us know you're interested, and we'll get all that information out to you. And we'll have a good season. Uh Last but not least, Tiger Woods is tied to a wrongful death suit because uh, an employee at one of his restaurants was drinking before he left and wound up having a car crash and dying. So uh, Tiger seems to be in a little legal hot water for something that I really don't think he had anything to do with. And 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 I hate I hate things like this because if Tiger Woods wasn't tied to this restaurant and that that wouldn't have been an, even a, a, a thought, but because Tiger Woods is tied to this restaurant and has well, money, that's, that's like that's Serena Williams in today's world. Remember when Serena Williams had that dag on car accident? Hey, so same thing. You know, man. Yeah. I'm not trying to prolong this conversation, but yeah, that, that kind of like, watch, watch my language. That kind of like pisses me off. 
Because they make it sound like Tiger Woods gave the man a drink, handed it to him personally. They get caught. B, he right. called him and right. said, drink as much as you can before you get in the car. You know, it, it, it's just, it's, it's sad, man. The world we live in today is really sad, and people will take advantage of whatever they can. So, Well, fellas, I say we go ahead and get on up out of here. Uh, nice, lengthy show. We covered everything. Y'all fellas got any parting words before we get out of here? That's it. Hey, man. Enjoy the basketball, and... uh Tune into the exactly. sideline junkies when you can. And go Bucks, go. How about that? And we out. Hey, we don't do no overtime. Peace. This has been another Sideline Junkies production. Sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea. You can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.